Hello and welcome to Off the Arrow Shelf Podcasts. I'm Rob, the author of OffTheArrowShelf.com and host for these podcasts. Hi all, this is episode 35 now of Off the Arrow Shelf Podcasts. Um, second week of January and I think I'm still in time to say Happy New Year to those listeners, those news listeners, and those um, old listeners necessarily old people, but just experienced and past listeners, I'll put it that way. Okay, so what's been going on in the news? Um, Quite a few things. Not so positive for the crossbowers out there. Um, There was an instance over, sorry, an incident over Christmas, uh, which has triggered investigation into crossbow ownership and the like. Uh, Tree Geek um, Outdoors covered this in his one of his latest podcasts and basically there was a gentleman found carrying a crossbow and was threatening to kill the Queen or attack the Queen in one of the Queen's um, estates. So the uh, Government's knee-jerk reaction is to review all crossbow ownership and the laws associated with it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what else? Uh, there was a couple of things I wanted to cover. Um, some light-hearted ones, some a bit more serious. That crossbow one a bit more serious. Um, if anybody's been trying to message me on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, I'm not ignoring you. I have the joys of having just changed my phone contract, my mobile phone contract, or cell phone for my American and overseas listeners, and having great funds trying to get all the apps and everything logged back into it. I've also um, trying to set it all up, so it's just taking a bit of time, so I do apologise. Um, the other thing that I was going to mention is have the great pleasure of listening to High Power Archery's podcast. Now, it's really good that Angel's back and doing podcasts because um, he, in the latest one, him and um, Anthony from Off Center Archers, uh, he, off Anthony's on it as a guest uh, were just discussing and uh, saying how Angel wasn't going to step away from it because he's had health issues uh, personal issues I'm not going to go into here it's it's personal to him if he wants to share it it's up to him um, but it's a really good um, podcast in my view mainly because of the fact he gives some really good coaching advice it's applicable to whether you're shooting a compound or whether you're shooting a recurve some of the advice he gives and it's good to hear him back up and running again and i wish him all the best along with steph and anthony from off center as well um they've been having a tough time of it and uh you know i hope they manage to pull through Uh, i hear steph's doing really well with her own business as well now so that's fantastic um, other things I've been looking at and talking about businesses, I got a question as to why I don't have any um, sponsorship or um, why I don't charge or do any of that kind of sponsorship um, stuff. I do these podcasts and I do the writing articles and everything 
because I want to share my experiences. I've, I've never said I'm an expert. I've never said I'm perfect. And I started the, the blog as a, as a personal adventure of my experiences with archery and the shoes I went to and the equipment and my coaching. Um, and I would like being that kind of independence aspect of it. I don't do a fund me or any of the other kind of systems. Um, the YouTube stuff I put up, I, I don't, which isn't very much, is usually like walks in the wood or anything like that, stuff like that. I, I don't have any sponsorship on there or any financial deals. And it's because I do this when I can. I do this when I have the opportunity and feel I've got something to say. Um, Rich on Archery Geek said the other day that it's quite hard doing a solo podcast. If you've got guests on, you can sort of ask them questions and stuff like that. But if you're doing a, a solo podcast and sharing your own experiences, you really need material. And that's the same for writing as well. So I only put this out when I feel like I've got something to say or worth saying. And if I was receiving sponsorship, I'd feel like I'd have almost got to do it. Um, so I'm not sure if... And I'm not sure if anybody would pay for my thoughts or my opinions, but um, it's also it's, to make it feel more like a business, and it's not. It's, this is a pastime. It is something that I do, and I want to share advice. And it allows me to be independent. The flip side of that is that I buy the equipment I test or the books that I read. I don't get any freebies or actually that's a lie i have had a couple of freebies of, of different paints and stuff I've, I've reviewed so some people have passed stuff on to me but i don't get sort of like bows sent to me or anything like that or latest arrows saying oh can you try these out or anything like that i don't and um that means anything that i do review any books or anything like that i actually buy and uh funded out of my own pocket so it allows it, I try to be authentic with what I say, and um, I just wanted to clear that up and, and, and mention that. So that's why I don't have any sponsorship. Um, oh, that was my new phone binging in the background. There you go, you see. Forgot to put that on mute. Um, I shall reach forward and do that now whilst I remember. Dun, dun, dun. The wonders of modern technology and finding all the settings on your new phone. What else have been going on? Well, I've um, realised that I've actually now been a coach for 10 years. I was going through some uh, certifications and dates, and I realised it was back in November 2011 that I actually passed my coaching qualification. And I've had subsequent reviews and stuff like that, but that means I've been a coach for over 10 years. Um, and also been trying to help other coaches for about four years from being a kind of trainer um, on the coaching front I have not been doing huge amounts over Christmas I've got a session on Sunday I've got with some people that are um, newly qualified archers and they just want to have some coaching for improvement but something I have been doing um, is helping one of our club members 15 year old young man 
and he's a young man he's a fantastic lad he's really really good nice guy really enjoying sitting and talking to him um he's doing his duke of Edinburgh, and he's already an archer he's already got his own bow and stuff like that but he wanted to develop a skill excuse me i'm just gonna have a, a drink of coffee so just pause and pause this for a sec um yeah so in saying he wants to develop um additional skills and one of the things he wanted to look at was arrow building fletching spining and all that kind of other setups associated with that he's shooting a olympic recurve with some um aluminiums i think he's got a present uh tribute i think they're tributes anyway we were sitting and, and and talking about what he could kind of develop and he said about this whole idea of learning about fletching and stuff like that so i did a session with him the other day and it was really good fun it was really good just just i got a couple of fletching jigs out some of the club's arrows that had lost fletchings and uh, we we sat there and i started going through all the different types of glues and how you use a jig and difference between um, helical fletchings the difference between uh, straight fletchings uh, veins as opposed to feather fletchings and all that stuff and uh, i think what was telling is he, he told his dad to, to pick him up at um i think it was six o'clock and uh, we got a phone call from his mum and she said oh um is, is he ready to be picked up and he said yeah well he did say you know six o'clock and he says uh it's 22 or quarter to seven it's like oh right okay and we'd been just sat doing all these arrows not realizing the time's gone by and uh it was just really good fun and it's i think it's really important to when it comes to coaching and supporting a club and supporting new archers that you do get that kind of interaction and you do share what knowledge I have and that's the reason for these podcasts that's the reason that I write the articles it's to share what little I know and the more I read the more I do this the more I realize there is more to learn there's a huge amount of knowledge out there on you know just spining arrows the effects of different spines on arrows uh, on shooting a bow of shot sequence and there's there's people far more knowledgeable than i have that um have written some fantastic books and produced some brilliant material and it's useful to share you've got to be aware that sometimes some of the material out there might not be as good as other materials or not might not be as suitable or as clear but they're just the, the learning the basics learning the, the the concept of fletching how how you fletch the arrows and it means it you know his, his mom and the rest of the family are going to probably go shooting this weekend and if he loses a fletching now he knows he can borrow one of the club's jigs and come around and we can sit there and we can refletch the arrows or uh, you know repair the knocks and he was learning about alignments the next session i'm going to do with him i think i'm actually going to get him making some little wooden arrows or something like that and uh see how it goes there and explaining the the differences of the grains and, and the factors that you've got to fix uh factor up fact the things that you have to factor in when you're making a wooden arrow as opposed to when you're uh, fletching an aluminium arrow 
we started off by just doing some repairs on some of the, the club arrows that had lost fletchings and what have you. And uh, hopefully it'll be useful for him because he's also studying, he's, he's I would say he's doing his O-levels, they're not all levels now, the GCSEs. Um, and he's actually studying engineering that, so it's quite interesting because he's got a, an interest in that side of it as well. But it's one of those things I, I'm going on for ages about this, and it's the it's the reason I'm doing it is because of the fact that I think this is where club coaches and even just people who are experienced and willing to sort of sit down and go through things with you, there's all so much you can learn, so much you can you realise after you've been doing this this hobby for as many years as I have, and as I said, I've probably been only doing it for 12, 13, maybe 14 years. Um, there's people out there that have been making bows for over 30 years, you know. There's so much information out there, so much knowledge, and I think it's really good to try and share it and kind of just improve everybody's baseline knowledge of what works, what doesn't work, why things have an impact on your archery. That's why things like the the podcast, like this one, um, the guys that are off center, archery geek outdoors, all you know. There's way that the, the push, you know, the the push had a fantastic podcast on um, American longbows. Um, when was it? A couple of episodes back. It's really good episode. Really enjoyed it. Um, because it was nice to hear about the the, the American longbows and the American longbow classes are out there, and uh, not the English longbow, but it's classified as a longbow out there, which is slightly different to what it is over here. In the sunny UK, I say sunny UK, we have been having incredibly cold, foggy mornings. Um, Oh, I'll say incredibly cold. It's cold for here, you know. Uh, minus three well, is uh, quite chilly when you're getting up at sort of like scraping the car at seven in the morning so you can be getting up and getting out the house. Um, we still have the COVID situation over here. Um, maybe touch wood, he says, trying to find some wood. Um, the things are improving, the situation is improving. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, I'm just hoping everybody's listening to this is safe and well and keeping well. Um, what's we've got planned for the next few weeks? We've got the club's uh, annual general meeting in what today? Yeah, it's about two weeks' time. Actually, it might be longer than that, three weeks' time. I think it's beginning of February. Um, I'll be standing down as the treasurer. Uh, I just I can't do everything i can't do the, the treasury stuff and the accounting stuff and as well as the coaching stuff and work has been really intense since the beginning of january um and it's likely to be so for a while i'd hoped to record this last week and i've just not had the opportunity to um so that's been a bit of a blow I, i'm way behind on my writing and i want to try and do some more writing and we'll try and get some maybe get some stuff published or just try and put some stuff on the blog site I still want to do more on um, course lane if you are 
a course layer if you are familiar with setting courses for whether it be 3D um, shoots in your wood or whatever this is actually quite a good time of year to start mapping out your courses one of the things that I've learned over the years is that if you map your course in December there's less leaves on the trees the undergrowths die down you can see far more of your woodland you can get a f far better for when you're out there and I use a rangefinder or usually um, mark out a course with a, a couple of friends and we'll go around and one of us will stand where we hope to put the boss on our rangefinder and it means you can then get an idea a better kind of three-dimensional idea of the land around you and you can see where you might have issues with overshoots uh, you might have issues with um, tree canopies or the proximity of other shots whereas if you try and do it in the summer when the bracken's up or the undergrowth's up the trees are in foliage it's a lot harder the other advantage is um, without any leaves on the trees you get a better GPS signal now I mention that because when I uh, map out a course I'll actually use um, my phone to take photographs of from the shooting peg to the, the, the target boss but I'll also use uh, a mapping app and what I do is I take a, a GPS location so I use um, OS Locate which is the Ultimate Survey Locate app and that gives me um, a grid reference bear and a bearing uh, north south north northeast that kind of thing um, so that when I come to then map that I'll, so I'll take I'll take it from the, the 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 red peg which is the normally the longer shooting peg and then I'll take it from the boss back so I've got a, an image of it and I can verify the actual direction and then I can map that onto uh, an online survey map or with using Google Maps and Multimap and things like that I can actually then tag exactly where the shots are going to be and then overlay it onto the, um, the club map so we know where things are without tree canopy you get a better and stronger GPS signal than you do if there's a, there's a strong heavy tree canopy and as I said, I uh, I use OS Locate. I've tried using um, what three words, and that doesn't work for mapping courses out because it works on a like a three meter square grid reference, and that's not accurate enough. With using the OS Locate, I can actually do it accurately. It'll give me a feeding. I take a screenshot of my phone, so I've got that information take a photograph of the direction and I can then map it and uh, that that's worked pretty well for me so if you are thinking of course laying this is a good time to really get out into your woods and have a look around it's also a good time to take your melt detectors to the woods in case you've got any lost arrows or if you've got a shot that you know you've lost arrows on in the past and you want to you haven't been able to find them because the undergrowth has been so heavy um, taking a metal detector down having a look around now whilst everything has died down will make it a lot lot easier and you'll be surprised how easy it does make i've um we had some success the other day i think we went out and we came back with four four arrows that we knew we were lost um we have a, a register an online 
record sheet for any errors that are lost at our wood. And this again is from a course layer's point of view. It means that we can go, we can say, okay, we're losing a lot of errors on this shot. Why is that? Or there, there are a lot of errors are going left, or there are a lot of errors are people are overshooting it because they're misjudging the distance. And we can give some consideration then to um, where to look with the, the metal detectors and, and now go in there, clear a bit of undergrowth and see what we can actually find. So um, that's enough of my ramblings. I hope it's going to be of interest. I, I hope everybody is well and you had a good Christmas and a good New Year. I don't know what uh, Santa, Father Christmas or whoever brought to you for your Christmas presents. Um, I've not made any New Year's resolutions because I don't believe in them. I always believe that if you're going to make a difference to your life, then um, just make a difference from that day onwards rather than waiting to your New Year. I know a lot of people do. Um, I have been going to the gym slightly more, but that's just coincidental. Yes, it's got nothing to do with New Year. Um, that's about it for now. I'll let you know how coaching goes on. If you have got any thoughts or any questions, please fire them in. You know the route um, off the Arrow Shelf website or off the Arrow Shelf at yahoo.co.uk. Drop me a line. All this information is on the end of the podcast anyway. Um, but if you do have any topics, then uh, yeah, let me know. Take care of yourself. Thank you. For those of you that don't know, I mentioned um, the Duke of Edinburgh Award, and that is an award scheme run over here in the UK. I don't think it's global, and it's basically for young people. There's, there's three levels of the award. There's bronze, silver, and gold, and uh, it's basically for young people to develop skills or maybe undertake an activity. And the idea is that you have like an activity log, and they, they develop this the, the new skills in in a, in advance to a certain level, and the amount of time they spend on it. And it's it's a really cool thing. I've helped a couple of people through it, and uh, I just wanted to kind of explain. Have a look for it, uh, Duke of Edinburgh Awards. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, then drop me a line. My email address is off the arrow shelf at yahoo.co.uk. That's off the arrow shelf at yahoo.co.uk. Or you can check out the website offthearrowshelf.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.